Hello and welcome to another episode of the New School of Thinking podcast. Today, I'm not going to get too much into what we talk about, but uh, I'll let you guys listen for that. But just to know that there's a learning opportunity in every situation. There's something to take away in every situation. And um, without further ado, let's get right into it. Enjoy, and thanks for listening. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks again, yet again, for another uh, podcast session with Dean Jamal and myself. Um, Today, we're going to try to keep it light, but... Uh, something kind of hit home um, this week, especially a couple of days ago. And so a friend of mine from high school uh, passed away. And it's weird because who knew that on the day I was like, oh, I wonder how he's doing. And honestly, I was thinking about him because I really wanted to feature him in our podcast. He was someone who was very passionate about uh, sharing good energy, uh, fighting through like adversity and, and, you know, just persevering through hardship and hardship by that. I mean, um, something when it comes, when it's uncontrollable, like health. And at the age of 28, he just turned 28, not too long ago, just a couple of weeks ago. And he had a tumor, uh, a couple of years ago, had his leg amputated, and then I guess the tumor uh, got the best of him again and um, passed away on, on Halloween. So I guess uh, to both of you, I'd love to share a little bit more about his story, but I think it, it, why I said this hit home was because he crossed my mind, but instead of actually acting on reaching out to him and being like, you know, I am thinking about you. I kind of was just like, I wonder how he's doing and I never acted upon it. So I guess that was a hard lesson learned. It's, 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 uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pass it to y'all right now. Yeah. I mean, like that's, sorry to hear that's definitely horrible news. Um, you know, I feel, I feel your pain. Um, but you bring up a good point, and I think we've touched on it a couple times in various podcasts. <clears throat> excuse me, where um, we always have this thought to connect with somebody. Um, you know, Dean, when you say, "Let's go link up," or "Let's let's have a have a drink," or "Go for a coffee," or something, but that never happens. Um, and it's like it's like, why? Why doesn't it happen? Right? Like, there's. There's a reason why we, we think of people. There's a reason why we want to connect with people. Um, but it seems like the initiative never happens to actually do it, right? Mm-hmm. And to me, connecting with people and even networking, whether it's, a, whether it's on a personal level or a business level, is just important. Right? It's just very important. And you never know what can happen from those relationships, like what can come out of those relationships, right? <clears throat> so mm-hmm. what's what do you guys think the reason is maybe that we don't follow through with making these connections I think that 
I think we take things yeah. for granted, right? Like, uh, you don't, we don't think about it. And I think that should probably be the theme of today's podcast, uh, acting in the now yeah. and making shit yeah. happen. I think that's a good idea because that's, that's exactly what I was thinking. We take, we take things for granted and it's like we have everything at our fingertips. Like we can connect with the world with, with our phones, right? Because it's like we have the opportunity to, but mm-hmm. we don't do it. Right? No, and that's that's what take it for granted. And and it is taken for granted, but you know what? There was and this is probably gonna sound horrible, but I think it's the truth. And I mean, I want I wanna hear from both of you if, if you if you feel this way, even an ounce of it, be truthful. Where at times it's not even taken taking that moment or that person for granted. It's almost like I I find myself double checking to see if I have the energy to listen to somebody else right now because in that moment or in that in that situation for that time period it's almost like damn like I don't like I've got so much stuff on my plate too do I have the energy to give somebody else do I have room to listen to someone else's pain or strain or um just just that presence it's almost like i can't be present with that person so should i initiate should i initiate and execute yeah i feel that i feel that too i understand that but it's it sounds selfish <laughs> but at the same time i think that's what's missing in presence these days where you know if, if someone doesn't act or follow through it's almost like you're selfish but not once is it taken in a different light or viewed in a different perspective that you know what that's just not the right time for them in that space it's not their fault but it's not it's not the right time how many times do we ever initiate a conversation be like you know what do you have the energy to connect with me right now or forcing yourself because then you know we're we're taking a, a bit away from that presence in itself but if that, that makes sense yeah but is that a choice or is that actually um a limitation like uh do you get what i'm trying to ask here is it like yeah is it like something you're like oh i'm capped out i can't do it right now or is it uh yeah i just don't want to do it or yeah i want to no and i think there's there. a difference i think there's a yeah. difference and I think I'm with that first one of like, you know what, I am kind of capped out and I can't give my all to this conversation or this person. Like, for example, all of us getting on this podcast this morning, there was like reservations. It was like, you know what, am I ready? Or like, do I want to share this? I don't know what can come out of it. But at the same time, it's like a shift again of like, no, I'm just going to be in the moment and still provide mm-hmm. as much as I could because I'm able but if let's say I was distraught, if it was yesterday, guys, I, I I totally think I would have been like, you know what, just I don't have the energy for it. So today was a choice, but yesterday was like, no, I really need to give myself a little a couple of moments or some time to kind of kind of heal and understand what the heck was happening. So this, I think, there's more to it than right mm-hmm. for the capped out. It's more of the capped out is a choice. But there's a lot more, I think, uh, factors or, um, Jamal, like, do you get what I'm saying? Like, there's more words. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get yeah, it's, it's like, like uh, 
there's a lot of like uh bad. Yeah, yeah, I like, think you uh, had, I, I think you said the right word. Like, there's there's a lot there's a lot more behind it than just either feeling capped out or feeling like you don't want to do it. Right? There's there's there is those factors, impeding, impeding factors. Yeah, um, that are like weighing it down. That it's like it's like lifting weights. It's like, do you want to lift the the 150 pound dumbbell or do you want to go with the 25 and get it done? Yeah, kind of thing. Like it's the decision making process. Yeah, exactly. First of all, I don't know who's lifting 155, 150 pound dumbbell, but okay, okay there, sir. You relax. But, <laughs> but there you go. But that I mean, comment in itself, I think, is it's a it's a limitation. It's you a know? limitation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're, we, but is it a limitation we put on ourselves yeah. to make these decisions? Yeah. And choices. Yeah, but but here, okay, so here, here's the thing. Now there there are factors that that would limit you or 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 make you decide against connecting with somebody right but what if you look at the factors say in a business setting that'll potentially help you right like oh if i connect with this person then maybe they can help me get into this field or maybe they can help me get in help me get my head around this um strategy that I want to do. But there's intention behind that. There's intention behind that. I feel at some point you get jaded at networking events. It's about quality now, not about the quantity. And that presence comes into play. If you have that kind of mindset of like, um, I'm going to go behind this person. And that's, that's also a challenge in these mentors. And even in business settings, how many stories do you actually know? How many stories about that person, that mentor, their family or their passions, do we know? Or is it just a one, one-sided one thing of like, I know this person because of their title, position and company, it's gonna further me. But have right. we ever taken the chance to actually become friends with these people? I highly doubt it. And I think that's something that has to change. That's where I, I'm always like, okay, do I have the energy to even go to this networking event is almost like a, a thought these days. But before, I think Jamal, I think, majority of the population thinks like thinks along those lines of yeah you know what? how can it help me exactly how can it yeah. help me what do i get out of this and unfortunately I think, so how do you break that cycle i think it's just a matter of i don't know i i'm still kind of so to, to why this this really really hurts because i did have another friend that passed away years ago and I remember that time, like I was the last person that this person spoke to and they had something to tell me, but I was so fearful of what I was about to hear that I kept pushing it. I was like, no, you know what? We're going to talk tomorrow. We're going to talk tomorrow and let's talk about it then. Because of that fear, I was just in my head and I was like, this is probably what they're going to say. I don't want to hear it. Push till the next day. Again, who knew I would have been the last person to speak to. And till this very day, I'm stuck in the unknown. Mm-hmm. So in those moments, it's almost like allow the truth to be told because unfortunately, the scary shit is like, we don't even know if, if tomorrow is even tomorrow, at least for yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so based off of those experiences, what is your suggestion Just, to break the cycle? I mean, for me, what I've taken back, especially in my, in all of my relationships, including the ones of my mentors, I do know my mentors and every resource, especially building a business and whatnot, relationships 
when business day, everything kind of comes down to relationships. Hands down, it is. Because the moment you trust for someone and you care for somebody and you know their story as much as they know yours, and then they start noting your know, knowing your needs and your wants and the differences, they're there to help you throughout it all. And th- there's a different layer of trust and relationship there to build your business or that relationship in itself. And I know that when I navigate in networking events, it's about like being my authentic self. There's no persona that comes on being like, oh, I'm actually here, even though it might be, let's say, um, a, a networking event for a particular sales opportunity. It's never about the sale for me. It's all about that handshake. It's about that presence I give them. Do I crack a joke with them or do I allow them to be vulnerable? But I mean, I think Dean has seen me in in those um, environments when we're uh, just introducing ourselves in crowds. And I noticed that I, I've been getting this feedback recently about, you know what? You're all about vul- vulnerability. But sometimes we don't need that much emotion because people are uncomfortable with that emotion. But I'm trying to tap and get to know them from the very, very first second that we meet. Who are you? What's your story? And how can I help you today, right now? If it's the presence of me listening to your story, that's something I can give you without anything, me getting anything back other than a realization or a perspective or empathy. I'm, I'm building my empathy. So it's changing, changing that view on, on presence itself, really breaking that down from the very first moment. You don't get five, 10 minutes to be present. You don't get five, 10 minutes to sell your story or sell a product. So why do we take that for granted, I guess, is, is, is kind of the question I started asking when a, a lot of these sales or these, uh, you know, the studies that we kind of reflected on where it takes like two minutes or under two minutes to know the impression that you get from somebody. Why aren't we acting on the impression that we that we get from that person or understanding why? Sorry, yeah, did yeah. I like put y'all, uh, <laughs> y'all in a... No, I mean, I, 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 get, Sorry, I get what you're you, saying. Uh, I, I, like, I understand what you're saying. And I think I just thought something you said that was interesting was people think that when when you when they first meet you, you're, you're too vulnerable because you're trying to make that that personal connection right away, mm-hmm. and and that could be the case. And the thing is, I think that people comes back to my point where people don't always want that, right? So people go to these networking mm-hmm. events because they want to meet somebody that'll help them for their career or help them in life or whatever the case is, right? But they don't want. They, they're not really open to meet and, and open up to somebody personally on a personal level, right? And that's that's kind of the issue that I have. It's like when I go to these networking events or when I meet somebody, I give 100% trust in that first handshake and that first meeting. And instead of, you know, talking about the weather or whatever, I actually talk about them, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah, they shy, they, sometimes they shy away because they're not there for that, right? And I think that's where that's where a little bit of understanding on my part has to come in to kind of step back, right? To kind of step back a bit because it could, it could, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't want to say ruin that interaction. No, and I but, think it does though, Jamal. Yeah. I wanna, yeah. It, could, I it, wanna, it, it definitely does because longevity is no longer there. Right. That right. They start it, to like, quiet. 
Exactly. It's like the yeah. next coffee meeting, you're talking about the work and what you want out of it. And the essence is gone. Hands down yeah. until this very day, I can say because of that vulnerability, three years or four years of not talking to somebody and especially my mentors, because I've kind of stepped away from the business full time. It's like, I can still reach out to them because they still remember that very first moment we met. Right, right, right. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. And that, and that's, that's the thing that, that's what I like about meeting somebody for the first time. If they can leave a good impression on me from the get-go, then I will, I will remember them, right? So it goes back to that quote how Maya, Maya Angelou said, it's not what you did or said, it's how you made them feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To Jamal's point. And to, from my experience, I think my, my best practices are, I usually start the conversation with, a common question, right? For example, if I'm at a networking event, um, there's a purpose behind it. And uh, maybe a common question I could ask is like, let's just say it's a product management event. Hey, what what made you want to become a product manager? Right? Or, what? hey, what's, so, uh, what's exciting about this company that you work for? And like, I usually kind of keep it work-related and I try to tie a bit of passion into it to personalize it so it's not it doesn't come off like hey I'm coming in with the intention to find out more about this job or or something like that right it's more of a it's a two-headed question where it's like they have to think personally and they have to think uh, professionally and from there I'm able to break down the barrier and kind of go through and talk to people yeah and I think that's a good tactic because you're you're kind of testing the field a bit with those questions, right? You want to see how personal they get. Like if, uh, like I would ask, what what made you come to this event? Or I would ask, um, like what, like what, wh- why did you choose this event? Like why why are you here, right? Mm-hmm. And that kind of lets me know how how personal they are trying to react. If it's just about the business and this and that, oh, I worked for this company for you know twenty five years and blah blah blah, or you know I'm actually not from this field. Uh, but I've done a lot of research and it's pretty interesting to me. So I just wanted to come check it out. Blah, blah, blah. And that's where I would then gauge how my response and my interaction should be to them. Should it be on a more personal level? Should it be on a strictly professional level? Yeah. Um, right. And and I think that that's a good tactic you brought up, Dean, because it's it's something that um, some people might might not do. Right. Mm-hmm. Some people might keep it professional. Some people might go too personal. And it's a comfortability of like how comfortable somebody is when you first meet them. And finding that balance, I think. And yeah. finding that balance. Yeah. It's, oh, a, it's a timeline game, right? Because a lot of a lot of these networking events, you meet a quantity of people. You want to hit as many people as you want. Not hit them, but I mean, like you know, interact yeah. with as interact, many people yeah. you want. And I... it's like how many mentors actually grow with you to see the growth versus just help you out in that very moment in time and that's about it who's there when you actually get to the stage yeah. to congratulate you right? i hear you guys yeah so yeah definitely and i think for the time sake of uh what this topic is so we've deep dived too much into like mm-hmm. tactics to open up let's go back to the initial issue of choice and why not reacting on the moment now? So, Ren spoke about her her experiences. Jamal, do you have any suggestions or best practices in terms of getting it done 
now as opposed to and making the choice to do it now? Well, for for me, I don't, I, I don't really procrastinate too much. Um, if it's something that I that I want to do and it's something that I truly want to do, I get it done. Um, so, as a as a tactic for me, I guess it's how how comfortable I am with what it is. Like if it's obtaining, if it's doing something for work, or if it's if it's very urgent, important, or there's like I said, there's a lot of factors that come into play. But yeah. I typically don't like to I don't like to leave things hold things off or, or leave things off even if someone reaches out to me. Um, what I usually do is I yeah. would I would actually suggest a date uh, right. just to just to make it clear that listen if you want to do something and I am fully there and willing to do it let's plan it right now and not say mm-hmm. you know we should meet up next month. Yeah. Right, because that to me doesn't but, doesn't work. I hear you. So I'm gonna flip this question. What if someone reached out to you and you're capped out? Oh well, then that. Well, then I. Words. How, how do you? I usually that? just be honest, right? I don't I don't really play the nice game in terms of oh I wanna I don't want him to feel or her to feel that um, I don't have time for them. It's really listen. I, I I'm I'm gonna be busy at work these these next few weeks. Like I'll probably be late and be early in the morning. So no, you know but what? those are excuses, Jamal. Those are excuses, and maybe this is the emotions speaking no, for no. me. But no, it's true. I, 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 I hear I what you're saying. Also, it's, I think it's a bit of both. It's like listening to Jamal and you. I think he's making the choice to let people know I don't have the time. Right? He's he's not he's. Not, what I'm not or putting it off for the sake of putting it off. Yeah, it's yeah. about things he's actioning his thoughts. Yeah, and and the thing is, when when I do that, I follow I follow up. I make sure I follow up. So if I say, you know what, let's reconnect in two weeks, right? Mm-hmm. If I say let's reconnect in two weeks, I will definitely be the first person, right, to 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 reach out to that person again. Like, how do you prioritize? I guess because now we've gone through okay situations and how to kind of handle it and organize it but how to how do you prioritize what are the tactics or questions do you go through you know what yeah i think i got your question and i'm a bit like you like i do i do leave things in a state of what if which um after listening to jamal i've taken away a couple of things in terms of Even if it's not the best response, I'm gonna I'm gonna start actioning things. Yeah. And uh, like by at least like saying, hey, I don't have time. Maybe we can, like, not even. Maybe I should drop yeah. maybe the yeah. vocabulary. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah. It's like I'm gonna I'm yeah. like. But listening to Jamal and you, I think I I do have a bit of both, and I think the action like I want to do is to start even if it's not the best outcome is action things and just get it done right like of course there are times where you do have to think about it and you like like it may not be friendships or work it might be like some other issues right where you have to be cautious and be patient with your actions but I think exercising patience is is an action or some sort of action you know what I mean whether it's you're going to take some time to think about it or you're going to respond or you're going to um, follow up or yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, I hear that. Like, the intention of moving, uh, doing some sort of action to any reaction. 
is what I take away and I think should be uh, a best practice think, going forward. Yeah. Um, it's like a Jira board. Yeah. Right? I and, think that's the best way to put it. And Jamal, I mean, Jamal probably knows what Jira board is, but to rent a Jira board is uh, something they use in project management to move from each stage. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. So you move tasks from each stage from like, yeah. you, you, you know, you you have to get it done so there's still to do then you go into uh, in progress and then you go into done so it's a visual representation of each task that you have to do or mm-hmm. each task that you have to cover so uh, but i think you know what guys i think that um you know that was a that was a good discussion we had there and again ren you know we're very sorry for, for the loss and and uh we give you all the support you need um but a good a good topic next week uh, would probably be prioritization because there are a lot of yeah. a lot of tactics um, that that are there that people use. So let's let's do a deeper dive into that next week. And you know what? Let's hear from our listeners on how they react to people when they are asked to do something, or how they connect with people. What tactics do they have? So guys, Just you know, reach out. Just be and do. All right, and that concludes another episode. Uh, Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week. See ya. You. And there we have it, another episode of the New School of Thinking podcast, the event. I just want to thank Ren for sharing her stories, and... um, and we encourage you guys to, you know, give some feedback, give some comments. You could reach us at the new school of thinking at the new school of thinking at gmail.com and uh, leave a message there and we will definitely read it and we'll definitely take it into consideration. So again, thank you for listening. As always, share, like, comment, post, tell everybody, and uh, we appreciate the support. Until next time, thank you.